Hey there, and welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast, where I will equip you to see the kingdom of God, to bear fruit as you understand the word of the kingdom government of Jesus Christ that he preached. I will help you to weed out of your heart, out of your mind, the weeds of the Pharisees' teaching, the weeds of religious and political teaching, the worries and the cares of this world so that you can bear fruit. You and I are going to live forever in heaven, which is going to be on the earth. I can't wait to see you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. And really, I'm just giving you guys the opportunity to be defragmented in your mind and in your soul. Listen, Jesus Christ has died for you. There is nothing left in heaven that he hasn't already given you. He's already given you the kingdom. He's given you the name of God. He's given you the power of the spirit. He's given you the keys to the kingdom. He's given you the earth. He gave mankind the earth. He's given you his son. He's given you his spirit. He's given you the mind of Christ. He's given you the Bible. He's giving you wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He's praying for you. Jesus is praying for you at the right hand of God, interceding for you. He's sent angels to help you. He's forgiven you for your sins, which is the biggest part. So there is nothing left in heaven. It's been bankrupted. It's been, it's been emptied out for you and for me. The blood of Jesus was, was shed. You know, it dripped down. I can see it dripping down his arm, dripping down off his elbow onto the ground. Each drop like an earthquake hitting the ground. His blood went into the, the mercy seat in heaven not the one made by man as a copy. And this is very significant because everything on earth is a copy of heaven. You and I are a copy of God, a Xerox. We are exactly like our Father. And 1 John says that we will be like him when we see him, when we see Jesus Christ, the firstborn from among the dead, we will be like him. We are just like our father. Jesus said, as the father sent me, I'm sending you. And I want to confess to you guys a confession I need to make. The confession is I'm, I'm using you. That's right. I'm using all of you who are listening because I need to give away what I've freely received. It's important for me to, to share the revelation that I have, and, and I want you to have it. And we're coming into a day, God says to me prophetically, we're coming into a day where, where people will be hungry for the word of God, where they're going to want the word of God. For example, maybe during this you know, virus, maybe your church closed down. Maybe they closed their doors Maybe they required masks, social distancing, and they complied with the government. But when there's another virus that actually kills people, you know, like 
an airborne Ebola or a smallpox hybrid, uh, or when there's literally no food on the shelves, like there's no food, then religion's not going to work for you. When you need the kingdom of God or you're going to die, you see, people who went to Jesus for healing, they had no other opportunity. They had no options. There wasn't a healthcare system, a safety net, a Centrelink. When people went to Jesus, it was Jesus or die. Peter said to Jesus, where will I go? You have the words of life. But unfortunately, we've created a religion of Christianity where you can go to a church, a good church, a great church, a church that loves people and and feeds the, the poor and whatnot. But are they making you into a follower of Jesus Christ or are they making you into a a religious person? You see, Jesus said, beware of the yeast, the teaching of religion. Beware of the yeast because yeast affects the whole lump of dough. So you can go to church and not become like Jesus. There's a certain person in my life, I've traveled with him, invested in businesses together, bought properties together, had a thousand meals together, yet I don't know him. You know, if he rang me up, I'd, I'd be polite, but I would, my heart would say, who are you? You see, Jesus said this about Christians, Christians who would, would expect to be welcomed into the kingdom of God, but they they did not do what the Father told them to do. And that's what Jesus says is a qualification for a believer. If you believe, these signs will follow you. And if you believe, you will do the will of my Father. The will of the Father is to love people. The will of the Father is to do what Jesus is doing, say what he's saying, to be known by him. Religion is when you're still trying to find God. The kingdom is when you are God. You are made in the image of God. You are his son. You are his child. You own everything. That might sound shocking to people, but Jesus said it in Psalm 82 verse 6. He said, you are gods to whom the word of God has come. He said, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. Now, I'm not saying that I am the creator of the universe. I'm not saying that I am omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. No, 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 no. Far from it. I'm nothing. Like Jesus said, I can do nothing, but the Father does it through me. I'm an echo of God. I'm an image of God. I'm made in the image of my Father. And if you see me, you see the Father. Okay, Jesus said, be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect. So I'm saying that that I am as good as God on the earth. I can pray for you. I can heal you of your diseases. I can forgive your sins, according to Jesus. I will judge the angels. And let me tell you this, this is incredible. 
I am in Christ Jesus seated at the right hand of God right now in heaven. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? It means that God is making my enemies my footstool. Psalm 110 verse 1 says, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Hallelujah. I am seated at the table and God is preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My enemies are becoming my footstool. Jesus is doing it. The Father is doing it. And all I have to do and all you have to do is agree with him. A believer, a Christian is a believer. Jesus said, if you, if you are truly my disciples, you will bear much fruit. How do we bear fruit? By yielding, by receiving. So why don't you just wait on God today? He's praying for you that you would be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. He's praying for you that you would be like your father. Jesus said to Mary, I go to my God and your God, my Father and your Father. He prayed that we'd be one. He prayed to the Father that that the glory that Jesus had in the beginning, before the creation of the world, that we would share in that fullness, in that glory. So, Father, would you give it to these people today in Jesus' name? May there not be a religious bone in their body. Shake it out of them, Father God, in Jesus' name. Let them see that the seed of the kingdom is the seed that they are made of, the seed that has been planted in their heart. It grows to become the biggest tree in their garden until they no longer live, but Christ lives within them. Let them be like Paul saying, I know nothing at all but Christ crucified. Jesus Christ, you are enough. Listen, if he is going to spit you out of his mouth, then he would have had to eat you. And we are at the communion table of Jesus. When we eat him, we eat his body, we drink his blood, and he eats our body, in a sense, and drinks our blood. That's communion. We know him. We know him because we are intimate with him. So if he's going to spit you out of his mouth, it's because he's already eaten you. That means that He's already had communion with you. He's already been close to you. So it's really important that you and I stay hot. We don't, he doesn't like lukewarm food. He doesn't like it. He likes hot food. So stay in the word of God. Stay in the presence of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Continue to lay down on the altar and be cooked. By God, receive the blessings of God, but receive the persecutions as well. As you do what the Father's doing, as you say what He is saying. The the return of Jesus Christ is imminent. And what that means, thanks to a study I'm doing with Chuck Missler, is that there is no precursor to the return of Christ. The imminent return of Christ doctrinally and biblically means that he doesn't have to wait for any particular things to happen before he can return. 
you know, it, we don't have to wait for the bowls of wrath to be poured out. We don't have to wait for the temple to be rebuilt because it's not biblical. Those things are interpretations of man. And who knows when the end is going to come? Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour. But the one thing we know for sure, undeniably, is that the return of Christ is imminent. Imminent means it's the next thing to happen. He went up in the clouds and the angel said, in the same way that you saw him go, is he going to return? Like there's no other steps that need to take place. There is no first, second and third steps. No, the moment has come where he has left and the next immediate thing to happen following is his return. So he could come back at any moment. And what I want to say to you today from the Spirit of God is that, and I'm not God, by the way. I'm not God, but I am his son. I'm made in his image. I look like him. I smell like him. I taste like him. And so do you. We are not animals. We are, we are the God men. We are made in the image of God. We're children of God. And he wants you to know this. He wants you to know that there is abundance in the kingdom that there is no lack in the kingdom. There is abundance. There's nothing you have to do. You are a citizen. You own everything. So don't think like the pagans do. Don't think about scarcity. You know, sickness is about scarcity. Poverty is about scarcity. Stockpiling food even is about scarcity unless the Lord is commanding you to do it. What Do what he's saying and nothing else. Really, it seems ludicrous. It seems unfair. It seems irresponsible. But don't do anything that he's not doing. He'll tell you when to fight. He'll tell you when to pray. He'll tell you when to fast. Listen, the word of God is alive. And he lives inside of you. Hebrews said the word of God is alive and active. So there's no moment when your Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit living in you is not talking to you. There's no moment when the Holy Spirit living in you is not active. There's no moment when the Holy Spirit living in you doesn't want to jump out and touch somebody. We need to acknowledge and repent of our own hardness of heart where we've quenched the Holy Spirit, we've grieved the Holy Spirit, where we do experience and have the worries of the world that, that, that choke the seed of the kingdom. The kingdom is wanting to manifest. So, Father, we repent. We repent when we haven't picked up the phone, when we haven't said hello, when we haven't said, well, can, can I pray for you, when we haven't run across the road to, to hug a stranger who you are co- putting compassion in our hearts to hug. Father God, would you challenge us today to be moved by the power of the Holy Spirit because we have abundance, because we have all things we need for life and godliness. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give him a clap. We praise you, Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. You are the one, you are the living one. You never die and you're coming back again. Coming back again. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. 
God bless you guys. You've been amazing. Thanks for listening. Please share this far and wide. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen.